Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hello, I'm Shelby Scott, the host of Scare You to Sleep, a podcast where I tell you scary stories full of creepy sound effects and music that is soothing yet unsettling to help immerse you into a world of horror. This is a show for those of us who have realized horror can be a strange but relaxing escape from reality. Speaking of escapes, sometimes I lead you through guided nightmares. Like a guided meditation, but instead of flowery meadows, I take you on a journey through your own personal nightmare. So come get lost in the terror with me. Now a proud part of the Bloody Disgusting Network, you can find Scary to Sleep wherever you get your podcasts. Sweet screams. What are we doing? Voiced. Waterfall. Yeah. Yes, everybody. Well, I'm singing for some reason. It is episode five of the podcast, and I'll tell you what, I'm looking at everyone here. We've got Matt, we've got Alex, and we've got Neil. Genuinely, four smiling blokes. Four smiling Man United fans, back-to-back wins. We're going to win the treble. Anthony's coming in. Everything. Oh, look, we're not going to win the treble, but it's it. Welcome aboard. It's nice to have something good to talk about. And it's the second week I've been able to say that. Make sure <laughs> wherever you're watching this, I remember to say this at the start of this episode. I think it's the first time ever. Make sure you give us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple, everything. But look, Matt. Hopefully, I can hear you properly. Hopefully, you can. Oh, look at that. New microphone as well. Look at that crispy, crispy audio. Happy days. And Alex, mate, let's, we we got to get the pleasantries out of the way. Congratulations. Yep. Daddy Alex. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah. How is, how is, how is, uh, how is your missus? How is the baby? Oh, mate, they're both doing really well. I, yeah. I, I can't believe just how, like, brave and strong women are. She she pushed him out with uh, with no painkillers, no nothing. I was in pain because she was squeezing my hand so, so hard. <laughs> But yeah, she's just up and around like she normally is. Like she won't fucking sit down, she won't relax. So, yeah, basically not much has changed apart from we've got a new little man in the house. And is he, he, you're hoping by the time that he understands what football is that he'll have something good to celebrate because you know otherwise you don't want to give him a, a paint a life of united misery, do you? No, no, I'm I'm gonna keep him away from all that. He's gonna be <laughs> uh, he's gonna be really into like tennis or something. <laughs> keep it safe. Well, Matt, how you doing, man? And Neil, nice to see you back here. You weren't here last week, were you? You didn't know. You can't tell whether I was here or not, basically. No, I mean, that's kind of, that kind of. Oh, yeah, sorry, mate. I completely forgot about you. I don't know. I know you weren't here. But how no, are no, you? I wasn't here. I'm good. Well. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. I haven't had any babies in the last week. No, you're, you're too busy with the two you've already had. Come on, mate. That's true. That's true. It's very, very true. And Matt, I'm sorry. I cut you off there. I gave you the intro and I was like, nah, actually, no, never mind. I changed my mind. Don't want to speak to you. Neil's more important. He's yeah, obviously true, the, the, the special well, guest who's back. So it's happy days. It is happy days. And look, speaking of happy days, as I said, like we came onto the pod last week after Liverpool. Uh, no, I know, I'll be completely honest. None of us expected it. And it was great. 
it was fantastic. Old Trafford was bouncing, but we went into that and we were like, look, it means nothing if you can't follow that up by beating Southampton away. Far from a complete performance, far, far from a game that's ever going to be first on match of the day, I would say United were outplayed for probably the majority of the game, but we came away with the three points, with the moment of quality that mattered from Bruno, actually seeing United hold out a 1-0 lead, Casemiro coming on for the last 10 minutes. I mean, Alex, what's your, what's your main takeaway from that performance against Southampton? Is it something you think you can take as a positive note or is it I mean obviously you can it's two wins two wins out of two after losing the first two games but what's your overarching feeling yeah I mean I think look playing relatively poorly and winning is something we've not done at all over the last few years right where whenever we go whenever we go away and we have a slow start or we don't or we don't particularly play that well we end up getting beat 2-0 3-0 3-1 whatever um, but Things are, things are different now. We've got a couple... Well, actually, we've got four lads across the back four who are super committed. You know, the likes of Dallow has obviously taken a lot of criticism over the years, but he looks like he's reju- you know, rejuvenated and, and really desperate to cling on to that place at, at right back. And then the other three, Varane, um, Martinez and Manassi, just look really professional, really organised, fit, hungry... And um, and that's just bred confidence throughout the team. I, I I was sitting there watching it, not thinking we were going to concede. Whereas like in the past, really? under any pressure, Mate, yeah, I, I was, was think- crapping my pants. I was for fifteen I was minutes, really confident we were going to hold out. Oh, I was that, I was that. not confident. Casemiro came when I was like, okay, right, okay, I feel a bit more confident. But I was like, I know I know how this film ends. I've seen it too many times before. But you know they proved me wrong, right? Martinez, like Neil, I'm hoping that there's going to be some sort of public apology from right. Jamie Carragher. Oh, right. oh, you want to go? Oh, yeah, Varane. I'm not. We'll speak about Varane next. And finally, we're seeing Champions League Varane. Yeah, but yeah, Martinez is just—he's—he's he's delivering. I think that's all you can say. He's just—he's delivering in every single aspect and bringing a, an edge to this Manchester United team that we just haven't had in. I've—I've uh, I've no idea how long. Yeah, I mean that's exactly it. Edge, a bit of grunt. You know, I mean he's—he's he's, yeah, he's going to be an absolute fan favorite. He already is. But for me. Yeah, him and Varane, that's the partnership. I mean, I, I, I've sort of slated Varane. I mean, he'd just be like, you know, I was so excited about him coming. He's very, very disappointing. Now he looks starting to look like the Rolls Royce that we thought we'd what do you think? It, what, what do you think it is with Varane then? Do you, do you think it's just a pure fitness issue? Is it the fact that he's now playing alongside Martinez? Because something seems to have changed with Varane. He had fitness issues in sort of pre-season as well, didn't he? A couple of niggles in some of the training sessions. But he'd sit last couple of games... Proper Champions well, League around. That, I mean, look. What's again? You look at the things that have been taken away. Is it harsh to blame Maguire? But playing alongside somebody different, a bit pacier, a little bit more attitude, seems to be working. Seems to be working. I mean, that's one of the factors. I'm seeing, you know, seeing Matt's face there, and it feels like I'm probably a bit wider the mark on that one. But you think, what? Well, what is it? What has changed? I mean, obviously, new coach. But I mean, the first two games, all over the gaff again. But the last two. He looks... He's got a professional centre-back playing next yeah, to him rather than some bloke who won a competition yeah. at the fucking local pub. Yeah, you really don't like Maguire. You put it better than I did. I was sitting on the fence a little bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> Get off that fence. Get off that fence post. But Matt, what, Matt, Matt, Matt what's, what's your take on the martinez Rand? I mean, that is the partnership right now. Like, I know Eric Ten Hag as a manager is going to have to try and keep his squad happy across the whole season, but fuck that. Varane and Martinez outstanding number one choice it's a case of like you play good you get in you're not you're going to have to sit and watch and let's not get carried away with Varane a lot he's played well but he's only played two and a half games in a row let's when he gets a six and a half seven and a half eight and a half games let's have a conversation I agree with you Neil he's played brilliantly and it helps that he's got an absolute warrior next to him the fans favourite on Saturday by a country mark and let I think we're doing a disservice here to their left back I can't pronounce his name right so I'm just going to call, call him Terrell because it's just easier but nice. that bloke... I'm pretty sure it's Malasia, but... I'm, I'm but yeah, no, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but Terrell anyway. He gets beaten a lot, but he doesn't half get back every time. And I can't see yeah, Luke that's, Shaw... That's, that's what he was known for. Luke Shaw can't... I can't see him getting back in on a Premier League match at the moment. I, I imagine Luke Shaw is going to come in in the Europa League, and if he puts yeah. in a stunner, then maybe you can have a conversation. But but, but not really. There's the starting eleven sort of making itself right now, and then you're adding. By the way, we're we're, we're literally about to add Casemiro into that, and if, you can't understate that. If Luke Shaw comes back and is good, it just is proving quite expensive to have to keep buying other left backs to make him good again. 
which seems to be the <laughs> seems to be the strategy. So I, I, unlocked, unlocked annoying. Sure. <laughs> be good. We haven't got to keep sort of like dropping another twenty, you know, sixteen or twenty million for the last two. Just no, to I, make you better. Do you know what I mean? Just I, I, I don't think Luke Shaw gets back in on a permanent basis. Not with how he's. I mean, look, Mal- Malice, he may he might he may drop off. Uh, let's not forget that Dan James scored like three goals in his first four games for United, and then he went off the, the face of the earth. But I think field is a bit different with Malice. It feels like I don't think it's any. It shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that you'd probably say the best players so far this season have been Ten Hag's new signings. The players that he's brought in to play in his system he's identified them to a profile and it's worked i mean that's lang that's got to be the most impressive thing because i mean so many there's there's not many fucking signings that we've made over the last few years that have just sort of settled in straight away looked good and you just felt confident about them bruno that's it yeah yeah bruno yeah i can't think of many yeah, I mean, I think Matt Matt hit the nail on the head there just quickly about Varane, though. Yeah. It's, it's, he sort of described my nightmare. I keep waking up in cold sweats thinking that Varane's going to be announced to have got a calf strain he's going to be out six weeks. Like You just know that that could happen at any point. So definitely you have shit dreams. Definitely don't want to get uh, get too carried away about, about their performances at the back there. But, um, yeah, I think you're right. The outstanding performances so far this season have been people he's brought in. We said... But we said in the pre-season, uh, pre-season pod that we did that we're backing this manager no matter what, no matter where we finish in the league, no matter what performances look like. We can't keep chopping and changing. He's obviously going to have a vision, um, and and part of that vision is to sign all of his old mates at Ajax. But so far, this seems like they seems uh, like it's working, right? Good. Yeah, yeah. And look, look, Casemiro's coming in on Thursday, man. Like, Casemiro came on the last ten minutes. Certainly, as soon as Casemiro came on, I had a bit more confidence that we would get see out that clean sheet. And he did the, he did what you would have expected him to do. I think he's got far more to his game than just that. Oh. And, I, and, and look, he's going to be making his uh, debut, hopefully against Leicester on Thursday. Matt, you're going to the game. You looking forward to that? Yeah, I think he'll start as well. Uh, I think, like you said, the performance on Saturday wasn't great, and we come away with there with a, with three points. Dug in. The best thing felt on Saturday was the togetherness, throwing bodies on the line at every opportunity. And there's, I've not seen that for a while. I've seen people. Walking off the pitch, just just can't be bothered with the fans. Just not throwing this. It's like it meant everything to Martinez to block a shot. It meant the world to Dave made a save, and I thought he was going to kill Dave the way he celebrated with him in the net. It just it means the world to these players. <laughs> good, good to see Dave making saves as well. Yeah, this though, is right? it. Yeah, good to see Dave good. actually making uh, those reflex saves. No, nah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, confidence. I mean, these these new players are not are not tainted by the challenges of the, over the last three or four years. You know, they they've brought in an air of confidence and a, and a freshness and a and a sort of determination to the group. And I think, you know, people like us. I mean, we you know we, we can be reactionary on, although we try not to be. But these players that are in that squad are a lot better than what they've shown in the last few years. And if you bring in a few leaders, if you get if you get rid of a few people who are perhaps underperforming you can see that that, that that you can quickly turn things around um that being said we could go go to bottom of the table Leicester and get a beat and we could be sat here moaning next monday but you just feel like the tide's sort of slightly turned in our favor a bit i, I think mate, look, mate, you said it there right like that game against liverpool you know it's i would say it's one of the easiest games to get g'd up as a united player surely because you're playing at old trafford against liverpool Playing away from home against Southampton, it's less glamorous. Uh, we, and it came away, it was that gritty 1-0 win. And now we've got Leicester coming up. I mean, the, the, the Leicester bubbles burst. I actually predicted them to be in a relegation battle. And right now I'm being proven correct. One player who won't play in that, but one player who, well, will certainly play a key role this season. That's Anthony. Um, now, we've agreed to deal with Ajax, uh, as far as we know, by the time this pod goes out. We've only got the here we go from Fabrizio. We've not got the official announcement. I don't think he's going to be in the squad to face Leicester. But um, Neil, what's your what's your what's your take on Anthony? Uh, because I mean, Ten Hag's been back to the hilt in terms of the club trusting his judgment on who we should sign. Because because I've said this before, we've got no fucking scouting department. We have no, no the club's not recommended anybody to him. Yeah, and we've gone after, and we've got who is it? We've got Ericsson, we've got Martinez, Malasia, Dutch, 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 Ajax, 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 and we've got well, the man he's wanted, uh, and it's going to be around about 100 million euros. I'm really, really quite excited. Mm. Uh, how are you feeling? Yeah, really excited. I mean, I actually messaged you boys a few days ago, sort of questioning the price, you know, for that for that position. 
you know, when I think this was, yeah, you're thinking, well, it's a lot of money, basically, when we bought Sancho. But then then you sort of start thinking about how they how he arranges the team. And for me, it's just a, a, a real lack of confidence in Rashford. Because you imagine he's going to move Sancho onto the left now. He'll be on the right. And I don't know if you watched um, basically his last game against Grunigan. There's a there's a clip doing the rounds. I mean, he is he is special. I mean, he really he's flair. Is. Oh, he's, he's, he's flair, but he's got he's. I mean, it's not just flair. It's it's flair with a purpose. It's not just sort of like sort of wanky step overs. I mean, it's get, getting past people. He scored an amazing goal. He's just he's a he's a, he's a massive handful. You imagine not not Phil Neville lollipops. <laughs> not, not, quite, not quite that level. Uh, but you, you imagine you imagine him and Sancho can do some real damage. And if we if we had somebody better than Rashford in the middle, because I imagine that's probably where Rashford's going to end up playing, or he's going to play second fiddle on the left. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Thing, not a bad thing. That's a bit more depth. You know, Rashford's looked quite decent, actually. I think he's brilliant against Liverpool. Um, I, think, I think you're probably going to see Rashford play quite a lot through the middle. Uh, I don't particularly... We'll, we can speak a, bit, a little bit about Ronaldo later in the show if you want to. I, I don't particularly think at this really point, randomly, about you're, not going to, you're, not, you're not going to find a club in the next two days that wouldn't have already wanted to get him. That's why I think so. You so know what's funny? What, looking at the Southampton game, and if you, if you could have gone back to the Euros and predicted that with Ronaldo, Maguire and Shaw all sat on the bench together... I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have gone anywhere near predicting that. And that, I think that is, that's a really, really cool thing to see. I mean, some, some brave decisions by, by the manager. And it shows a proper changing of the guard that you're not there on reputation. You're not there just because somebody's brought, brought in 16 million left back from Porto to try and wake you up. You know, if you're not playing, you're out. And I think, yeah, it was really good. It's good to see a packed bench of people that probably, they've, they're big names, but they don't deserve to be starting. And I think that's yeah. really positive. I, I do think so as well. Uh, Lang, what do you think... Uh... Do you think the uh, 100 million price tag is going to sort of influence or have an impact on him? Or do you reckon that's just going to be, uh, it's kind of buy to buy? I don't really care. Because if you saw that, do you see that video that got leaked of him at Carrington? Mm. Uh, some, don't know who, either, either there's some ridiculous security guard leak going on there, or someone's hacked into the CCTV at Carrington. <laughs> either way, it's not really the strongest of looks. Video's come out straight. He look, Anthony looks like a kid in a sweet shop. He looks chuffed, doesn't he? Right. Looks like he's just walked into Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. He just looks. He has. Like, I know he has, but that's <laughs> what I mean. Like we 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 talked about this quite a lot, right? Uh, how important it is for a player to actually genuinely want to play for Manchester United, and how much that impacts what they do at the club. Anthony is just he's in his he's living his dream right now. He forced the transfer, couldn't have done anything more for it, yeah. and he's made it happen. Mm. I don't know about Charlie and chocolate factory, but maybe it's Eric Ten Hag's edibles shop or something. <laughs> This is from, a, uh... that's a real silence <laughs> on that joke wow <laughs> but uh, mate I, I, it's a bit of Jogo Benito right and he's the sort of player that, that will get the fans off out of their seats at Old Trafford and um, I, you know I'm not going to pretend to have, have watched everything and know, know everything about him um, but from the clips that I've seen he looks like a real flair player loads of pace and power left footed you know likes a bit of a showboat Hopefully he's not just like a Richarlison. Hopefully he actually is really, really effective. Uh, he, he does have product. I think that's if you're looking at two things that you would hope to see improvements from from Anthony, you're looking at his uh, overall output because he was in like the top one percentile for attackers last year for shots per game, but he didn't score enough. So like he's he creates a ton of goal scoring opportunities. Yeah. He's, and he gives us a, he gives us a completely new element, right? A new dimension. Brandy. He's left footed. He's left footed, and we haven't got anybody up front who's left footed. Uh, yeah. So he can just, he can start on the right and cut in. He can play on the left and provide width if we need if we need it. He's a pure right winger. He's basically Nigel Farage. Um, there's no <laughs> there's absolutely no chance that he plays on the left wing. Um, how, how, did he did he fly into the country or did he arrive on a dinghy? <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear, you're coming. You should stick to flat pack furniture instead of doing podcasts. Oh, mate, I'm delirious from doing that. Yeah, clearly. I'll let, I'll let you off, right? I'll let you off. But, uh, Matt, yeah, what, what's your take on the Anthony situation? It, it strikes me as the last big signing in the window. We'll, t- we'll speak about Dubravka in a little bit. But he is that player that adds a completely different element to an attack. If you're looking at Martial, Sancho, Rashford, Ilanga, and Ronaldo, there's a lot of similarities between them all. You know, different different scales, of course, and qualities. But Anthony's a completely and utterly different type of player. As, as Alex said, they're cutting him from the right-hand side on his left foot. Somebody who can take a player on and create something out of nothing totally on his own rather than waiting for like an overlapping run. Um, are you excited about it? And what, what, what do you think about it? Very excited. I think, for me, straight away, the manager wanted him. So that kills it for me. Happy days. The manager wanted him. So he's 
wanted Ericsson. He wanted Tyrell. Still not going to say his surname. He wanted Martinez. He wanted Casemiro. And he and he's getting them. So, and you've, you've nailed it there in the first couple of minutes of the pod. Our three best players this season are the three players Eric's brought in. It's as simple as that. So, for me... Yeah, looking forward to Sunday as well against Arsenal. I think he'll start as well, unless we romp against Leicester on Thursday night, which I can't see it, but it starts on Sunday and it'll be good. Yeah, looking forward to it. So, just to ask a question, you mentioned about wanting Casemiro, because that, obviously, that felt like a bit of a surprise. Do you think he actually wanted Rabiot then? Because I know, like, his mum kind of priced him out of it, but do you honestly think, because the general, I didn't think he, that was the kind of signing that felt like it wasn't him, but then Casemiro came in and we're saying, yeah, he wanted him. If you know, it, part of this comes down to the fact there aren't really any leaks anymore so we go everything seems like a bit of a surprise but do you think it, we wanted is this all him because I'd like to think it is and I'd like to think they've got the lid on the leaks we just find out a player then we go and sign him which is what we've not been doing at all we've been talking about a player for months which was what that was the De Jong saga and you think shit this seems very familiar but suddenly we're going we want that player and we're signing it If it, with, with the Casemiro situation it, it almost feels like we moved because he was on the bench against in Real Madrid's first game, and at that point we were like, "Ah, okay, there's an opportunity there." Because the Rabio sit, how 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 you can go from trying to sign on out of it for seven mil and Rabio for fifteen to signing Casemiro for seventy and Anthony for eighty five mil, it, it makes no fucking sense. It's like it's it, chalk and cheese. It's not as if you've gone for similar players. And um, honestly, I think if Veronique Rabio wasn't such a hardball. We probably wouldn't have signed Casemiro. We probably would have signed Rabio, and that kind of would have been it. So yeah. we've got we've got to thank her for that because genuinely, I don't think that was on the club. I think that was just uh, we were trying to cheap out a little bit. And then, I mean, look, it really does feel like the Jim Ratcliffe situation spooked the Glazers into putting the putting the hands in their pockets. It really does feel like that. That's what I think. So anyway, but they haven't put their hands in their pockets. It's yeah, gone straight I'm... on the bottom line, hasn't it? It's come on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's. It's gone straight on the deck. Of course, yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah that's, that's correct. It's, they haven't put, the, put the hands in their pockets. They put their hands. They in put the their hands in our right. pockets willingly. Yeah. Willingly, I'll let, I'll let that. I'm not let that. But look, that's a really powerful mental image. That one, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. But look, do you, do you see the um, stories all coming out today about De Jong, De Jong flying to London and everyone going absolutely do lally? Yeah, well, apparently he's a huge fan of Madame Two Swords and the London Aquarium. <laughs> he's oh, like, mate, you should have seen the queue there yesterday. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Why would anyone go stand in that queue? It was wrapped around the building, like to go look at a waxwork of posh spice. <laughs> well, you've obviously not seen it, mate. It's a very, very good fucking waxwork, I'll tell you that. Is it? No, I don't know, I've never seen it. That's a complete lie. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, if, if, right, say, look, Dubravka, right, is that's going to be Martin Dubravka coming in from Newcastle, six signing, backup goalkeeper, doesn't really move the needle that much. Can't imagine he'll be starting a Premier League game anytime soon. But obviously, Ten Hag wanted three senior goalkeepers, and he's got Tom Heaton, he's got Dubravka, and he's got um, David De Gea. I forgot his name there. <laughs> do you not think? Do you not think there's been an improvement in Dave the last couple of weeks? Um, Coming out of his box, he's come out of his box literally a couple of times. I was expecting to see him like his nose bleeding or something, but he's been out doing a bit of sweeper keeper. I mean, he has to. He knows he's been he a bit has too. To, right? He's been a bit too aggressive with the sweeper keeper as well. He came out. I think it was against Southampton the other day. We came out, and it was like touch and go if he was going to get there or not. He's got to. He's got to. He's got to switch his game. And I always, I keep speaking about this. I'm, I'm going to have to do some research because I remember when he started at United, and his distribution was absolutely. Sp- of course, it was. He yeah, was, it was good. Yeah, he was, was scored yeah. in Spain. That, that's the way it was natural to him. It's almost like he got coached out of him, and then obviously his shot stopping was his natural capability. But yeah, he's he's going to have to come out from his box. He's going to have to turn into a sweeper keeper and be that, uh, bring that higher line up. But, I mean, I wouldn't say he's been incredible in the last couple of years. He made a good save against Southampton, sure. Mm. Right, it was a very good save. Yeah, but just not, not being afraid of, of failing, right? And going out there and, 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 and conducting yourself in the way that the manager wants. No, but, That's really critical. No, but I'll tell you what, right? It's something that we've... Do, you not, do you not think the whole team has been playing afraid the last year? Yeah. You know, they feel like they've, they've, they've been shaken and, and been said, look, go out there, express yourself, play your game. Don't worry too much about about making a mistake, if, and that's for someone oh God. like Dave, who I think is a real confidence player. Half our bloody team seems to be just pure confidence players, to be fair. But that just seems like a key thing for them to go out there and play 
with a little bit of freedom and a little bit less fear of, of making a mistake. But that was massive on Saturday. Um, that clean sheet for Dave. That was his first one since December away from home. So yeah. that's massive. Dave never seems to get a clean sheet, mm. you know. Like even in our even when we're like two 0 up at home, you always we always seem to concede a late one. He very rarely seems to get a clean sheet these days. So yeah, I totally agree. I mean, look, what's your feeling then going into Leicester off the back of those two games? You know, it's two wins on the bounce. It's two different, completely different wins on the bounce. And it's a game where United are going to go into this and will be probably pretty heavy favourites, especially mm. given what's happening in our last few games and how Leicester have been playing this season. Would you expect... Awful time, awful time to play them, you'd argue, right? They are, they're in a must-win situation. It's, the, the atmosphere could go either way there. I think the fans are pretty unhappy, which is ridiculous when you think about it. It's Leicester City. They're getting booed off, you know, when they've they won the title more recently than we have, for Christ's sake. But um, that's a, that's a hard game. It's the worst time possible to play them. Um, pretty confident that we'll go there and get a win, but I, I do think it's a really, really difficult bit bit of a banana skin. I mean, it's been a bit of a bogey round for us last few years, isn't it? Yeah, it was last season. They just walking through our midfield. It was awful. Four two? Was it four one? Four one? No, I hate going there. Do you remember that Solskjaer game when it was like? Was it like? Was it Solskjaer? No, Van Gaal. Van Gaal. Five three. One where Di Maria scored the chip, and then we got absolutely roasted. (coughs) We were two nil up and three one up in that game. Oh mate. (coughs) And then when Vardy, of course, broke um, uh, Rude's record. Was it Rude's record? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it eleven in a row? Was it eleven? Something like that. But you obviously had to break it against United, the fucking scummy bastards. Actually, I think I think it's a great time to play them. They're shit. <laughs> I mean, he's got a point there because it. For Fana, obviously, had his last game as well. What's happened? For Fana, mate, that is look. Anybody, I don't care what anybody tells me about the price of Anthony. I'm just going to permanently point at the price of Fana well, and the, uh, just just the idea that Gordon could be sixty. And he's called Gordon. He's not called Gordon, but it's Anthony Gordon. It's a, it's a no. What can't get along with. What have you got against Gordons? Just I don't like names that are two names. Do you know what I mean? Anthony Gordon, Steve Paul. I just can't get along with them. Well, mine is, you bastard. <laughs> don't wow. like it. Shots fired. <laughs> Shots I, fired, I, I, shouldn't have done, I shouldn't have done this live on the podcast, Neil, but I fucking hate you now. Have <laughs> <laughs> well, a look. I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm in Neil's camp here. Sod that. It's perfect time to play Leicester. They are, they are walking their like, tail between their legs, and United have... Ten Hag's gonna be like, just take advantage of that, lads. Mm. Just like, whap it out and slap it on the table. Like that's that's what you got to do. That's what we've got to do. I mean, maybe not do that. You know this. We can see you. It's not, and it's audio to everyone else, but we can actually (laughs) see you. Just to let everybody know, nothing uh, was put on the table uh, at any any point in the last thirty seconds. Right. (laughs) Just on the mantelpiece. Oh god! Uh, but look, I'm looking forward to it. I, 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 I've got. It's weird. It, it, when when you win two games in a row, you're like, no, ground yourself, Sam. Like, don't get too confident. You know, everything. You're right. There will be a banana skin, but maybe are you going, be. Sam? Maybe they want. No, I'm not, not going to this game. Are you going, Matt? Yeah, yeah, Matt's going. Thank you to you. <laughs> you think this is like Sheffield United after we had a good run? Oh wait, have you got my ticket? <laughs> Oh, hang on. Lock that out. Don't let Keller hear. Exactly. <laughs> Does any one of you actually think we're going to lose against Leicester City then? Because I, I think I think let's get carried away. It's been fucking awful for a long, long time. You think? We're yeah, I reckon we'll lose. You really you think so? We, we, no, you're just doing that. You're, you're just being naturally pessimistic. No, what you got to get? What are you getting carried <laughs> away for? It numbs the pain. I don't get what you're getting away for because I've been really sad <laughs> for such a long time. I'm just going to let. I'm going to allow myself just to run with this giddiness. So, to be fair, we've had no 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 other time we, we've been Southampton one nil. I mean, come on, <laughs> this yeah. is like. To be fair, England I did tweet the other stuff. day that we're going to win the league. So, <laughs> <laughs> look, it, it might it, it might well be the banana skin. But okay, Matt. Like hypothetically, we beat Leicester. Are you going to allow yourself to think? You know what? You know what? It's, it's coming on. It's not. It's not sure no, it's not me on. being negative. We're Man United, and we're. Not very good at the moment. Southampton played well against us, and we didn't. <laughs> yeah, better than the f- Bruno and Casemiro yeah. went on Saturday. Jesus Christ! Oh, Jesus. There are some, there are some new good Casemiro songs though coming are you, out. Are you going well, to give us a little rendition? Is it? He's put some on Twitter today, and I don't know the the 
tune behind it and I was trying to sing it but in like a Teletubbies rhyme and it wasn't happening so take over mate whatever that chant <laughs> you put on there so crack on that was, there you go well, that, that one's that one's not mine that's that's someone else initially tweeted that and I just retweeted it but uh, so that's how does it go from the Smiths isn't it some some girls are bigger than others well, that's a hell of a song, right? I'm not going to sing it. I'll give you the words. <laughs> no, <laughs> I want you to sing it. Get, get, get on the pod. <laughs> All right, it goes. Than others. Exactly. It goes. Anthony said to Casemiro, um, as he opened up a as he opened up a crate of ale, um, I he says I. Oh my god, I've lost it. See, I've got stage fright. I've got stage fright. I'm going to go on a limb. I don't. Think... You're all staring at me. Stop <laughs> looking at me. <laughs> No, so yeah, it goes. Uh, Anty said to Casemiro as he opened up a case of ale. Oh, I say, some clubs are bigger than others. Some clubs are bigger than others. I think that'll be a that'll be a good one on the table. Right. And the other one are bigger than other clubs' mothers. That's exactly it. That's exactly that doesn't it. really. And then work. there's um, not the mothers. <laughs> but then, and then the other one is uh, Casemiro to the Joga Benito song off the Nike ads. Oh, Casimiro. I think we need to be doing some sort of spit. Alex Lang sings. This is, could be oh, no. a Christmas CD. <laughs> a segment. A segment. This happens every single time you get pissed with him. At some point, <laughs> he will He will start singing. Guilty. <laughs> two out of... So what do you think, Sam? Do you think we're going to beat Leicester? I know this is your oh, course. Absolutely. I'm don't... Yeah, of course we are. Yeah. Why not? So uh, why, why not? I'm not going to let myself get over... I saw something different against Southampton and every single game you go into now there's going to be a different sort of mm, well what about this we haven't seen this in a while and yeah anytime there's been any sort of momentum it normally just gets swept away with an absolute cack performance and you've gone from like a, a 7 out of 10 or an 8 out of 10 against Liverpool to like a a sort of a 6 out of 10 with still winning and then all of a sudden you, we normally just put in like a 2 out of 10 performance and everyone just loses any sort of coherence that's down to Ten Hag and this management. Every single game, that's the consistency you need to see. Even if we lose against Leicester, but we still put in a similar performance, but Leicester just up their levels out of nowhere. We're like, right, okay, we lost to a better team on the day. That's that's what I want to see. I don't want to see us just drop this monstrous performance out of nowhere and heads to just and heads to drop. I don't think, and I don't think it will happen. I just that's something. I've, that, that's a bit of a confidence that I've got in this team now. Mm. And look, Casemiro, Bulgari play. Yeah, won't he? Does he, does, he, does he still start every week for them? He's just signed a new contract Presumably. today. I mean, he must got, be like 40 years old. He's got I court mean, bills to pay probably, isn't he? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> poor, poor bastard. I know, right? Oh. I paid no attention to that other than... Well, I paid no attention to it, but it just sounds like... Just sounds like a sort of some school. Oh, for fuck's sake, he's younger than me. That's really annoying. <laughs> 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 oh, fucking fuming. <laughs> oh, I could I could hear the pain in your voice there. That was the heartiest laugh I've ever done on the podcast. <laughs> you genuinely just realise you're you're older than Jamie Vardy. You that can is pinpoint a... the exact moment his heart broke. <laughs> was that off the Simpsons? Thank you. Uh, it it, is, is, it is. It's Ralph. It's with the Valentine you are card. Good, you are a good reference point. Oh, I am for the Simpsons. Yeah. But look, right, I could... the Smiths and the Simpsons. How how excited are we allowed to get about Casemiro? Oh, if we're not very, if we're not allowed to get excited about Leicester, but Casemiro, right? I mean, he's going to be he's going to be the dogs. There was one touch he? he took against Southampton when he just he just flinched downstairs, got the ball down, played it out. I can't remember who he played it to, but it was just it was a it was a <laughs> straight on the mantle. <laughs> <laughs> it was the moment of pure pure quality. Um, it was just yeah, yeah. the touch. Did you see that interview he did with I don't know if it was with Brazilian TV or Spanish TV, and it was they were like how do you feel about not playing in the Champions League? And he was just like, think of Eze. Yeah. Like, I've, got, I've got five, mate. What, yeah. Why else would I, I mean, want his, to play? His mantelpiece is very full, I'll be honest. Yeah. But, mate, Casemiro, I, well, I mean, th- this is the exact sort of signing that we've been stung by so often in the last few years. Over 30, big wages, big money, hasn't really worked out. But he seems, I don't know, maybe I'm just being overly optimistic, Matt, but it, it feels a bit different. He looks a bit different. I mean, it depends on whether whether the challenge is there for him because he said he wants to win the Premier League. You know, I'm not going to be the one to tell him that he might be waiting a little bit, a little while for that. But, add, mate, put Casemiro in that team, take McTominay out, and woof! Like that is that the upgrade on that is ridiculous. Like trading in your Fiat 500 for a Ferrari. Who's woof? That's an- another. I just woof, woof. That's another level of protection, though, isn't it? It's a massive level mm-hmm. of protection for the back four. 
There's a joke it's in there. I think I don't know. I don't know if it's because it was a back to the wall sort <laughs> of game, but McTominay had a good game. Yeah. I mean, defensively, he had a he had a pretty decent game. Uh, bringing the progressively, he was abysmal. Yeah, maybe. Well, is that like well, he's just not, playing not in the position that he's been asked to play? You know, actually being a defensive midfielder. What you mean, the Tomine? Mm. Uh, yeah, to a point. I'll tell you one thing that definitely, um, I suppose, Christian Eriksen wasn't expecting. He looked absolutely shagged towards the end of Southampton. I don't think he was expecting to play 90 minutes every game. I think, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping, I know Casemiro does have a bit of ball progression in his game. His, his, his long diagonals are pretty decent. Uh, but I don't know how we're going to cope with Eriksen across the course of the season. Fred's going to have to step in and up his levels. But back to McTominay, he's uh, it's, it's just, I don't know, man. Do you expect Casemiro and Fred to play on Thursday night together? I uh, yeah, I do. I absolutely, I do not. I do not think that Ericsson will start a third game in a row, fourth game in a row. Casemiro, Fred, and Bruno. Quite like this. That's that's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, Casemiro and Fred. I think they've only lost once together for for Brazil, and this Brazil team is like Brazil's been a bit of a joke for a good few years. They actually, they actually got a decent chance at the World Cup. I think they got a good looking squad, and Casemiro and Fred are a key part of that, and they blend together. And Anthony. Anthony too. I mean, Anthony. Oh man, and oh. again, you know we can see this. I'm making weird noises. You, I'm, I'm you're, you're having a you're having a go at Neil for getting carried away. You're sitting there in the t- tantric orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had in. I don't know. Just those players that just fucking just make magic happen out of nowhere. Yeah. We haven't seen we haven't seen one of those players. And so, I mean, Sancho. Even he, even Sancho's been a bit of a shadow of himself for a long time at United. Compared to what you saw at Dortmund, I think he's had fleeting moments. I think you're right in that Sancho will probably go on the left, Anthony on the right, and Rashford probably through the middle or just a backup on the left. All I know is that there's 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 plenty of reason to be genuinely optimistic about United at the moment. I might just get stung at the end of the season, but it feels good. It feels nice. I mean, I might get let down on Thursday. I might get let down on Sunday. That'll be a cracking game, by the way. Really, you're talking about good times and bad times to play teams. Our Arsenal right now. It's really frustrating how good they're starting to look, uh, depending on what... Who have they got midweek? I don't know. I was about to check that. Uh, Sorry. Speak among yourselves whilst I'll check the fixtures. <laughs> Bit of dead air while we all Google stuff frantically. <laughs> what day is it? Wednesday? Villa at home. Oh, oh God. Jesus. When is Gerard getting sacked? The absolute <laughs> fraud. He's, you know, he's, had the, he's now officially got the, is it the worst record of any Villa manager. I think it was something like it's ridiculous, like since 18... 18- I want to yep. say, 1898 or something. I'm sure it had an 18 at the front of it. I mean, eight, <laughs> if I mean, it didn't, it has it now. It almost predates football. How bad it is. <laughs> I mean, it's a shame. It, it couldn't, couldn't happen to a nicer lad, right? Couldn't happen to a nicer but lad. But he does walk in slow motion and stare at people, doesn't he? As a fan. It's a shame. That's, um, I mean, Arsenal are going to absolutely twat them. So then they're going to come into this game on Sunday. And that, that, that's going to be Casemiro's full debut at Old Trafford. Anthony's hopefully full debut at Old Trafford. It's going to be a cracking. That's going to be an absolute scorcher. It's a half four on Sunday, I think it is. It is. Yeah. But look, yeah. Um, say, say if the transfer window was to end tomorrow after Anthony is done and Dubravka comes in, that's those six signings. What would you rate this window out of 10 then? Because, you know, there was the, the Young situation. Oh, wow, it was frustrating. The, the, the plan B ended up being Casemiro, which I'll be honest, is a pretty damn decent pivot. But, Neil, I'll start with you. Give me a little rating out of 10. According, if it ends with these six signings and nothing else... What is what you're giving it? Depends if they're shit or not, I suppose. <laughs> you can't. That's, a bit early. That's, not, that's not the question. It's a bit early to tell. All right, I'm going to go an eight then, because I think it's been very, very good. Uh, I think that the young thing it, felt that... like a bit of a red herring Sorry. in a way. And that was, that was my concern, that we just we didn't have a plan B. And I think there, were always, there must have been the whole time. We just didn't know what they were, because they don't talk about it publicly anymore. So, no, I think, I think it's outstanding. I think if we can get another striker in, if we can get another right back in, then I'd say we're pushing towards a nine. That's a lot of business to do in a couple of, in a few days. I mean, even is that purely based on the players though, and not and not considering uh, also, like, the dilly dallying and yeah, everything? Yeah, it's it's, it's 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 a fact. That it's a good, really good question actually. But it's a fact. It's a it's a bit of everything. It's like it happens quickly. We want them bang. It's done. We want them bang. It's done. Uh, Anthony, that was that was only protracted by Ajax acting really really badly over it and just except putting sort of lines in the sand. We meet those lines and then they move the lines. I mean that would have been done a lot quicker as well. So I think the, the nature of which the business has been done, I think the positions that we have filled, the players we've filled them with, and some of the people that we've moved on, I think it's 
yeah, it's multi-pronged happiness. It's been very good. <laughs> multi-pronged happiness. Yeah. I'm right. That There's going to be things put on the table shortly. It's really good. <laughs> it's already out, by the way. You just can't see that. You just can't see that. No, no. Pronged. It's not. It's not. I have a short time. Really sorry. Uh, Alex, what are you giving it out? What are you going to give it out of 10? Uh, if, if you, uh, you're right there. It's not just about the players itself. It's the whole, the yeah. summer as a whole. If you're taking it all into account, what are you giving it? I'm really happy with the players we've signed, but I think dropping those six points the first two weeks could have been avoided with with just quicker and more organised transfer activity, basically. We seem to always haggle over the price for a long, long time with, with all these people that we that we try and sign. And then in the end, we end up paying the maximum anyway and not getting them in in time for, for pre-season and to get and to get acclimatised. So, you know, we're, we're already facing an uphill battle for the top four just because of the losing those, those first two games. So for that reason, I'll give it a six Ooh. out of ten. I've, I've, I've seen that. I think I've, that seems to be quite a popular number at the moment because uh, I've asked the same question to everyone who watches that. It's like come dine with me, isn't it? I'm trying to <laughs> we'll give it a little stick, low, stick, little stick and a half. Down. You're allowed to give half marks and come dine with me. I don't believe so. I'm not sure I've ever seen anyone. You've never seen that. anyone no. pissed in the taxi with two numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Point. Holding up the points yeah. in the middle. What, what a sad little life. Well, Matt, control, control yourself, uh, and uh, you you got to give me a number as well. What would you rate you out of ten if it, if it was to end tomorrow? When he, well, not well, it won't end tomorrow. It end the day after. Mm. Do you know what? Listening to Neil and uh, Alex, great points, and I could play the safe bet and go seven, but I, I thought about it before Neil said, and I'm going eight. I think, yes, but right. serious questions need to be asked of what's happened on the young transfer. Serious questions. Cheers for that, Alex. Everyone just wants to know, you just call me a tosser, all right? Just so you all know. Uh, <laughs> uh, but serious questions have to be asked about, and Alex alluded to it there, the, the manner we've done business this summer, going over to Barcelona. And, that, and I know that one was slightly out of our hands with regards to the levers, the various levers and the financial implications at Barcelona. But we've been led down a merry path there. Serious merry path. Wow. And it's, and yeah, I think questions need to be asked about Murta, John Johnny Murta. I mean, I didn't like him anyway. I'm, I'm still not keen on the bloke, but serious question needs well, to be asked. What, you just called Johnny? What's his name, John? Like he's your friend. John? No, it's because that Johnny from Twitter piped up. You know the one who killed himself? Who said he killed himself and got loads of money? Johnny FX? I shouldn't say this on here. Sorry. That's not the same person. That's not the same person. That's That's someone who killed himself for money. Johnny FX is that. Johnny FX is the one. How does that work? (laughs) Johnny FX is the one whose missus has got got a side job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what that's a hustle, and it's the, not selling fruit. Okay? The other one is what's that bloke's name who faked his own death on Twitter? What was that bloke's name? Uh, I can't remember. I know the one you mean, but I can't remember. Anybody who's I mean, listening, how, again, how does that work? To fake it on Twitter? P A Ward. That's him. P A Ward. That's him. To fake your death, and he just came back like fucking Jesus Christ. He <laughs> was like, "Oh, I'm back." Did he tweet that as well? No, he just started blocking everyone who was like, "Thought you were dead." Exactly. But no, no. Uh, eight out of ten for me. <laughs> what? What? PA Wall coming back with the transfer window? What's going on there? <laughs> that was ten out of ten. What a great day that was. Oh, this has descended into madness. This says, "Jeez, but uh, I think I'll go for a seven. I'm just, I'm sitting in the middle. I'm going in the middle of everyone because you know that's what I've got to do as the, as the host. Uh, but you can't help but be frustrated at the length of time that things have taken this summer, no doubt. But at the end of the day, we've signed Casemiro, we've signed Anthony, we've signed Martinez, we've signed Madison, we've signed Ericsson, we've signed five players who improve our starting eleven. Five players who Eric Ten Hag wants. Casemiro is probably the only one out of all of those you could say, was he on Ten Hag's list? You could maybe question it, but I don't really care because I think he'll be absolutely fine having one of the best defensive midfielders in world football. It's just a pivot. I always maintain there wasn't, there was no alternative to Frankie de Jong, and there wasn't. Casemiro is a totally different type of player, and it's a complete pivot away from it. But yeah, 7 out of 10, man. I, as you say, if, if you had imagined, I've already taken a look. I'm going to do a video when the window's over. Comparing our squad last season, our starting 11, it was like, if you look at the team we mainly use, it was De Gea. Uh, we had Maguire and Lindelof with Shaw and Delo, a midfield three of... Fred McTominay and Bruno and a front three of Rashford, Sancho 
and Ronaldo, and now we're talking about De Gea with Martinez and Varane in front of them, Malasia and Delo as our wingers, a, front, a midfield three of Casemiro, Eriksen and Bruno, and a front three of Sancho, Anthony, and Rashford, Martial or Ronaldo, yeah. one of the three. I mean, Jesus, that is a ridiculously good upgrade for one single summer. It is, isn't it? It is, yeah. It is. I'd probably trade all five of them to get Haaland. That's the worst take I've ever heard. Is it? It's not. Have you, I yeah. would too. He's ridiculous. He's a robot. You really need <laughs> oh, little, shit. I, mean, I, like, I, I, I desperately need a 100 million euro winger. Like, I'm, I'm really excited about Anthony. Like, I really want to see him play. But is that a position where we desperately needed 100 million spent? Uh, yeah, but I wouldn't you know, trade all five all... of them for Haaland. I mean, I'd trade a lot for Haaland, but not all five. He's a robot Viking. You, do you throw whatever you can at a robot Viking? It's ridiculous. Have they ever made a robot Viking series? It feels like that could work. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. Probably right, not. Okay, well, I could have made that up. He's not actually that a robot down. Viking. I mean, he might be a robot. That would be a bit of a curveball. More likely it? to be a Viking, mate. To be honest, than a robot. Yeah, yeah, it's true actually. But no, he is. He's um, he's a he's a freak in the. Yeah, he's just freak. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's insane. We want the triple triple Anthony front three. That'll be novel when that happens. Uh, yeah, there's right. going to be some great social media posts around that. Can't wait for that. Triple A. Then, uh, yeah. <laughs> you seem like it. Triple A battery. <laughs> oh, that that will be horrendous. And where's Cristiano off to, Sam? Ah, uh, man, I hope. I I just hope he's off to his sauna and he just stays in the sauna. Um, he obviously doesn't want to be. Like, he does not want to be here, and it's stinking out the place, man. Against Southampton, like the last twenty minutes when he came on, I just I, I felt like a a big a big tinge of sympathy for him. That ball over the top where yeah. he was running. He had like five yards on a defender. And I was like, oh, that's his ball. I have very and little sympathy it... for him, man. I really do. He could have played this so much better. He really could. Like, he's he's overplayed his hand. He's basically made, I think, a bit of a mockery of the club. He was happy to take a two-year contract. I have fuck all sympathy. Like, just the way he's conducted himself, leaving early. Do you know what I mean? Like, fine, be be unhappy. If I, I get why you're unhappy. Your nose is out of joint. You haven't got Champions League. But there are ways to go about. There are ways of conducting yourself in, in any walk of life, not just as a footballer, in any walk of life. Like show some fucking respect, honestly. I'll t- I tell, tell you one thing. that I mean, what, you remember his tweet, what was it, 10 days ago, saying he's going to do some interview soon that's going to expose it, all the Get truth. Then. Uh, I mean, I, I'm waiting for it. I don't, know, I don't know why I needed to wait to be... I don't know why we needed two weeks to wait for it, if it was that much of an interview I mean, that could have been done. There's a lot of sort of tweets around... I mean, it's in the Paul Pogba thing. I mean, it's a natural segue into that. There's a lot of oh. sort of stuff. People, I'm going to say something major in the next few days I and mean, that what's that what, literally i don't know what's going on there what is going on um there? i think paul pogba his brothers paul pogba's taken it to the police saying that he's uh, there's he's getting blackmailed and extorted and his the implication is that his brother is part of the people who are trying to extort and blackmail because his brother had mentioned this before right he basically what came first his brother saying i'm gonna dish dirt because it's on mbappe as well isn't it not yeah, yeah, he's, he's 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 throwing a lot of shade at a lot of people. I don't know, I don't know the timeline of it. Mm. I, I think it started with Pogba going to the Italian police. I think over it. Uh, I mean, but it's, it's, more, it's um, yeah, it's probably best we don't really comment on it. But it's more of a what what the fuck sort of thing. Wasn't wasn't he like almost sort of kidnapped for a short time, and they were demanding reparations for what they what they. Saw I wouldn't as, call it a kidnapping. You know, we bought him for ninety million. To be honest, I wouldn't call it a kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a short time. We either. paid for him. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's... that's what that's what he's saying, right? That's what he's saying. He's saying that they basically cornered him at his cousin's house or something, took him into another another house, and demanded a load of money off him. And they were, I think, some of them were were masked, but he knew one of them was his brother or something. Just however he recognised him. Yeah, fucking Malcolm Glazer mask. Just five Eric Cantona's bowling in, saying, or horses' heads. But uh, yeah, that mate, that Pogba situation, weird, mm. really, really weird. And I feel for him, but I mean, yeah. you can imagine like the amount of wealth he's got and it must and the amount it, of fame. If this must happen far more behind the scenes, it doesn't sort of like come to the surface in sort of like families and sort yeah. of massively wealthy footballers. Well, right? well, I would say right, not knowing literally anything about this, if the, if it's threatening to back blackmail, right? If it, if it's threatening to blackmail something, you need to have evidence to do it, and then. I'm guessing Pogba has to come out and say something to refute something. It's almost like getting in, getting ahead of the story. That's literally yeah. it until we know anything more. It's possible we never will, ultimately. Uh, but yeah, you, you'd have to presume there's some sort of incriminating video or, pit or exactly, photo yeah. or some sort of evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't be blackmailed. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. There has to be some. Isn't the accusation that he went to a witch doctor to put a curse on Mbappe? <laughs> I have read that. I mean, is that actually? Is that actually? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, that one of the accusations is that he, he went to a witch doctor. Do you reckon? Oh, do, do you reckon I'll be a, like, yeah, tell everyone that. Do you reckon it's the same witch doctor that Solskjaer went to? <laughs> all the juju, all the juju that he had, sprinkling it on. No, <laughs> I missed this whole witch not, doctor thing in football. Is this a real thing? No, no it's not a real thing. It's just, it's related to Popper, and then everyone was talking about Solskjaer. Yeah, and I juju. get the Solskjaer thing wasn't real, but I mean, oh, the, thank the, you, the, mate. I sometimes had to repeat stuff to you twice. Yeah, three to or four. Often. No, magic real, mate. Magic is real. Please don't say. Well, we're getting all we're getting all the good stuff out on this podcast. I mean, this is what you, this is what you tune in for tonight. Yeah. Seriously. But now look, right, we'll wrap this up before we start descending into some sort of I don't know what else we talk about. After Rain this, dances but... probably is the next le- level. <laughs> we'll save that bad boy for next week. <laughs> we haven't talked about nachos though. People want the nachos talk. <sighs> I don't really know what to talk about the nachos, but I just mentioned nachos. It's quite a limited sphere of conversation. The nacho, generally speaking. What's what would you say is is the most you'd ever pay for nachos willingly? Per nacho. Not annoyed about it. Per nacho. What? Yeah. No, what, not what's the parameters who, here. Who goes and buys a singular nacho unless you go and like, well, I don't depends. know. We don't know the cost of Ram. How big's the plate? How big's the no, plate? No, I'm just, you're, you're opening a menu and you want some nachos. I'm not, I can't tell you anything else Eight about quid. it. Is it a single portion or is it for, for to share? Fully loaded. <laughs> this, this, is, this feels like it needs its own 15 pot, quid. Right? 15 quid, that's a lot, and that's a lot of nachos. That's a lot of nachos. That's the most <sighs> I pay for nachos. 15 quid. That's a lot of nachos. You can tell you're from London. Jesus Christ. You can get an house up here for that. <laughs> 15 quid. 8 quid. A house of nachos. Just a house. £4 per unit. Right. Anyway, on that bombshell, I feel like Jeremy Clarkson now. Right, we're going to end, it, end the nacho conversation. Uh, next week, we're going to tune in after Man United have won 4-1 against Leicester, and we're talking about the trouble. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, but we'll see. Look, it's nice to win a couple of games. It really genuinely is. Add Anthony into that mix. Add Casemiro into that mix. There's reason to be positive about this to the season. We've already had the the speed bumps. We had two massive punches in the face at the start of the season. So it's not as if we've we, we've coped with it and we've turned we've we've come out the other side of it. Let's see if we can make it three wins at the bouncer. Uh, just make sure you tune in next week. For I don't know what what you're going to listen to next week, but I'm sure it's going to be somewhat entertaining, or maybe not. I don't know. But thank you all for listening. And I'll see you next week. <laughs> Why am I laughing? I don't know. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey friends, it's Mark Bittman, host of Food. If you haven't listened yet, we talk about recipes, of course, and a lot about cooking, but also about injustices in the food system and how America's food policy is moving both forward and backwards. We had climate expert, genius, and all-around great guy Bill McKibben Leslie Nicole, who's Downton Abbey's Mrs. Patmore, and legendary Gullah Geechee cook Emily Meggett. We've got much more in store for you. Fantastic guests like Alice Waters, Dan Levy, Cory Booker, and Jack Papan, plus our customary recipes and, starting soon, commentary or, depending on the day, rants. Please check us out. I'm sure you'll like the podcast. Thanks. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Sports Social Podcast Network Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.